The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI 99.9 FM, 1380 AM. And if you are outside of our broadcast area, check it out on WNRI.com. You know, sometimes you get that signal that comes in and goes out and gets frustrating. Just go to WNRI.com. It'll come in nice and clear wherever you are on the planet. And if you don't catch the show live on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m., just go to Spotify and look up the Joe Luca Real Estate Show because you can find the archives of all of the previous uh, Joe Luca Real Estate Shows. I don't know if it goes all eight years back, but if it doesn't, it's almost there. We have a lot of uh, archives online at Spotify. A little bit about me, folks. I work at a company called Remax Preferred in North Providence. We also have offices in Cumberland, Remax Town and Country, Remax Properties in uh, Smithfield, North Smithfield, and we have offices in Pawtucket as well. Um, I want to do a quick shout out and thank you to our fantastic sponsors. Okay, of course the uh, fantastic and impressive and amazing Vern Rainville. You know, Vern is. Um, He's, well, first of all, he's a really cool, nice, smart guy, but he just, he knows so much. He's so smart. He helps folks really maximize the value from their homeowner's insurance policy. And that's because he is a public insurance adjuster. So he works for the property owner, not the insurance company. He makes his money working for the property owner, not the insurance company. And folks, I'll tell you, he I have seen firsthand people think they don't even have a claim. And then Vern goes there, meets with them, looks at the you know the the situation, does some like a comprehensive assessment, and they are blown away by how much their insurance company is going to be paying them. Okay? So that's Vern Rainville, 484-300-8495. Vern Rainville, Public Insurance Adjuster, 484-300-8495. And of course, John Bilbeck and the Bilbeck team, 401-321-4401. They are the lender of choice. We also have uh, Dinora Hernandez and Heath Lafort on the Dolbeck team. <coughs> Excuse me about that. And then we have my buddy and the... Southern New England's premier mover, GMET's Moving and Storage. GMET's Moving and Storage can move your goods from Woonsocket to Cumberland, Woonsocket to Westerly, or from Rhode Island to Florida. They can go nationwide. Um, GMET's Moving and Storage. That's 383-6399. They can take your furniture 
move it to one side of the house while you're having work done. They can take it out of your house, put it in storage while you're having work done. Whatever it is, they will help you. And the great thing about them, they are licensed, they're insured, and their workers are employees. Their workers are employees. So please give them a call if you have any questions or needs of, uh, you know, thinking about moving furniture or getting rid of stuff too. 401-383-6399. GMETS, moving in storage. And please mention the Joe Luca Real Estate Show when you call. And then, of course... We have Beacon Title and Escrow, the go-to closing attorneys for Joe Luca Real Estate. Um, you know, I send my buyers and my sellers there because they're great. They educate my clients, whether it's the buyer or the seller. They protect their best interests and they explain everything so my clients don't have any questions after they sign their documents because they explain everything that they're doing. Okay, you're initialing this here. Mr. and Ms. Buyer, and this is what it means. You're signing this here. This is what this document is for. And they are not one of those closing factories where they just their objective is to get 50 closings a day done. They have a limited capacity, and they take top-shelf care of their clients. And they're less, <coughs> excuse me, less expensive than many of their competitors. That's Beacon, Title and Escrow. Anthony Betancourt is the managing partner. Rich Nicholson is the attorney partner at Beacon, Title and Escrow. So, folks, you know, we've um, been talking about the market, what's going on. Um, I just want to give you a little bit of a brief perspective because every year, every week, people are asking me, Joe, when's the market going to crash? Prices are really high. When are they going to come down? I'm going to wait. This is a little perspective. In 1980, okay, the average single-family home price was about 94000 bucks. That was in 1980. In the year 2000, the, the median single-family home price was almost at 200000 I think it was like 196 In 2022, that just ended... The median single-family home price was about four hundred thousand bucks. So, if you look at all of those numbers, that's an average return of ten point one one percent, an average rate of equity accumulation, not return. (coughs) Excuse me. The inflation rate, to answer uh, or to address the people who are going to point that out, the inflation rate. During that entire time, the average inflation rate was 3.02%. So you take 10.11, subtract out 3.02, guess what? You're still over 7% after inflation. A rate of equity accumulation of over 7% per year for 42 years. Oh, and by the way, we had the worst real estate crash in history from about 2008 to 2011. Even with that, we still had equity accumulation averaging over 7%. So when people ask me, when are prices going to crash? What's the market <laughs> going to do? Of course, I don't know that. But I, what I do like to do is I like to point, look at history and what has happened historically. Oh, and then something else, folks. Population is not stagnant. 
So as, we, as the population grows through birth rates, through immigration, that's more pressure on the supply of homes. So there's nothing out there in the ether that would indicate that there's going to be a decline in prices. A decline in sales? Yeah. We, you know, I think we've had 11 straight months of sales decline. Okay, that means the number of homes sold has been declining every month for 11 months. But I think it's 100, if my memory serves me, and, I, and forgive me because I did look this up, it's over 100 months of price increases. So just because sales are down does not mean you should not buy or you should not sell. Because the market is vibrant. The market is vibrant. And it's always better to own a home, even if you are paying a higher interest rate than you want to. Because if you don't own a home, you are renting a home or you're living for free at someone else's expense. That's why one of the reasons I have this show to just educate the consumers so you guys know what's going on. And is everybody ready to become a homeowner today? No. Is everyone ready to sell their home today? No. But, you know, get the wheels turning. Think about it. If you're 20, 22, 24, 30, 40, whatever the year is, your age is, and if you haven't bought a home yet, consider it. Reach out to me, 401-409-5030. Call or text that number. And we'll put together a game plan for you. Okay, I've got great lenders to work with. We have folks who can fix credit. And oh, by the way, there are a lot of different mortgage programs out there for many different situations. 401-409-5030. You can look for me, JoeLuca.Realtor on Instagram, JoeLucaRealtor on Facebook, JoeLucaRealtor on YouTube, and JoeLucaRealtor on TikTok. So pretty much JoeLucaRealtor, wherever you want to go look, you're going to find me. Just Google it. <clears throat> and I also try to put a lot of content out there, uh, video content out there, so you can learn more about what's going on in the marketplace. Okay, because I enjoy providing information. I enjoy educating people about the largest financial transaction of their lives, buying and selling a home. I find it very rewarding. I've done commercial real estate for many years. It's great. It can be very lucrative. But I find this more fulfilling and, and, and enriching for my soul. Okay. You know, helping someone buy or sell a home. Now, is, is it always the best of situations? No, we've got a listing right now. I have a listing right now where it's a divorce. I sold them the house and, you know, they're getting a divorce right now. It's unfortunate. But at least when we get this transaction consummated, both parties can move on with their lives. Chalk it up to experience and move on. Couples getting married, couples, having kids, growing family. It's very enjoyable. 
working with folks in situations like that. You know, sometimes I'll be on Facebook and I'll see some colleagues of mine and they're complaining about transactions or buyers or sellers. And, you know, I just shake my head because, you know, what we do is work. It's not playtime. It's not recess. And we make commissions for the work that we do, the value that we provide. Sometimes that value is, oh, guess what? Educating the consumer. So if it's educating a seller about the process, no, you cannot request or require the buyer to do that because that's not going to happen now. It only happens later in the transaction process. The buyer doesn't know. Actually, that seller did not know that. I can't get upset with them. That's my job, to educate them. That's my job, educating them, providing information. It's not just about saying, okay, your home is worth this. We're going to market it here and there and sell it, and then I collect my commission at the end. No, it's not that simple at all. Not that simple at all. <clears throat> We've had deals where every, it's, a night, it's under agreement. Something happens, it falls apart, and then lo and behold, two, three, four weeks later, the deal is resurrected. Now we have a happy buyer and a happy seller. Because we never, realtors, we never push people to do things, or at least this realtor doesn't, that they don't want to do. My client, if it's the buyer or the seller, is the boss. They are driving the bus. So if at any point my client says, well, I just had one today where the client was like, they, we agreed on price, we agreed on terms, and the closing period is somewhat down the road. And I thought that was going to be an issue, and it wasn't. And my client said, you know, we'd like to see a larger down payment. Now, this was a higher-priced home, so it, I get it. You know, it's not like it was a first-time home buyer where that could be an issue. So I said, okay. I mean, I said, if, if we can get the larger down payment... Will you sign the contract? Is that the only objection you have? Yes, it is, Joe. Great. Go back to the buyer. Explain what we need. Moving the ball down the field to get to the closing table. Because we have a seller that wants to sell the house and a buyer that wants to buy the house. So a lot of what I do, <coughs> excuse me, and good realtors do is we educate, we guide, we provide information, and we try to minimize or mitigate how stressful it is in order to divest a home, to sell a family home, or to purchase a home. And many times, sellers do not know what they have and what they need to do in order to sell their home, especially if it's an inherited home. <clears throat> Maybe they've never sold a home before. You know, we, um, my colleague Richard Tessier and I, we went on a listing appointment uh, a week or so ago. It was two weeks ago now. <coughs> Excuse me. And the home, very nice, well-built home, lots of um, updating required. Okay, it's a good home for a higher-end flipper. Okay, um, and 
the seller, she had inherited the home. It was her parents' home, the home she grew up in. She didn't know much about it. Now, we looked in the backyard, and it is private septic system or private, excuse me, private sewerage system. So it's not connected to sewers. So, okay, we go in the backyard, and we see the two uh, cement caps. So we're like, all right, so now is this house was built in 1959. So the next question is, okay, is one of those a cesspool and one a septic system? Are they both a septic system? What is it? So I did some research. I called a company that had done some pumping um, of this over the years, and they said, no, it's two cesspools. There are two cesspools in that home. It does not have a septic system. So this particular home is in Massachusetts. And in Massachusetts, property can transfer with a cesspool, according to state law. In Rhode Island, you have to get rid of the cesspool and put a septic system in it, an independent sewage disposal system, also called an on-site water treatment system. As long as the sewage system passes a Title V in Massachusetts, whether it's a cesspool or a septic system, the property can transfer, which I think that's pretty reasonable. So now we have this house. The next question is, all right, again, you hear me say this every week, surprises are not good when it comes to real estate. So I try to anticipate a surprise. And um, I, we told the seller, listen, what you should probably do is have a Title V conducted now as we're getting ready to list your home. So if it fails, we know what we're dealing with. Because if we don't do this, any buyer is going to require, even if it's just for informational purposes, a Title V. And if at that point you learn that the, t- that this, the uh, cesspool system failed, okay, now we have to replace it. So if you're going to replace it, you have to put a septic system and not another cesspool. So our, the next question would be, okay, both of those cesspools active was one filled in with cement over the years with a slurry. So now it's a big chunk of, of um, concrete or cement. Or is it something easy that they could just be both dug up and replaced with a septic system? And I say easy. I think a better word would be simple. But these are the types of things that a knowledgeable, experienced realtor like your humble host um, thinks about. Because I don't want my client to have to deal with a surprise at the, towards the end of the transaction or even after, right after we go under contract. Because people start to make assumptions. Oh, it's under contract. Great. When I sell it and I get the money, I'm going to do this and move here and do this and do that. And and then you say, oh, wait, by the way, tap the brakes. We can't do that because we have to reduce the price by X or you have to pay this much extra to fix this situation. That's what I don't like to happen. So I anticipate this stuff and we address it up front. So you might be listening and say, oh, that's great, Joe. So you're, you're an experienced realtor. How do I know if you know, my cousin just got his or her license or my neighbor or somebody, I want to use them to sell my house or help me buy a house. How do I know if they have that kind of experience? Well, you know, one of the kind of a, a litmus test 
to find out, to understand if a realtor is knowledgeable, paying attention to what's going on in the marketplace, is just ask a simple question. How's the real estate market? How's the housing market? If they just simply say, oh, it's great. Prices are holding. What you want is a more, a meatier response. And, you know, I'm a nerd, so I'm always reading and studying and paying attention to what the markets are doing and a 30-year treasury and and a two-year treasury and there's a yield inversion of four, you know, over 4%. And so I know all that geeky stuff. I know what birth rates were 30, 31, 32, 33 years ago, what their trending was. I earlier talked about home values 40 and 20 and this past year, 40 years ago, 20 years ago and this past year. So my answer is not usually a short answer because there's a lot to it. You know, I usually will tell my clients that there's never a bad time to buy a home. Perhaps sometimes are better than other times to buy a home. But if you buy it right, there's never a bad time to buy a home. Okay? Based on the rates of equity accumulation that we talked about earlier. And if you're not buying a home, you're paying rent. The average rent in this country is $2,000 a month. That's not a fancy luxury apartment with a swimming pool parking central air no it's that's average that's average so that could be just a regular you know regular tenement house that has three or four bedrooms it could be a fancy apartment it could be a one or a two bedroom apartment depending on where you're talking about why that's important is because even in Little Rhode Island, even in Woonsocket, Central Falls, West Warwick, rents are in the stratosphere. And if that's not reason enough, there's no assurance that they're going to stay there. Oh, you know, I'm going to continue renting this, this house or this apartment and paying $1,800 a month. Okay, great. Well, I would bet dollars to donuts that next year, that $1,800 a month rent will be higher. Why will it be higher? Well, because the taxes are probably going to go up that the landlord has to pay. The insurance will probably increase. The water bill, the sewer bill, maintenance costs. You know, getting handymen to do work now is very expensive because they... Inflation, all their expenses went up. You know, so getting someone, a handyman or a plumber to do a quick repair, you're probably not going to get anything done for less than 100 bucks. And that's a very low number. So those numbers go up. And the landlord, he's owned a house, renting, he's renting a house or she's renting a house to make a profit. So those expenses get passed on to the tenants by way of increasing rent. So... 
Joe, I don't make a lot of money. You know, I want to buy a house. I listen to you every week. I don't know what to do. What, how should I do this? Because I don't make a lot of money. Well, the first thing you want to do is give me a call so we can see where do you want to live? What kind of a house are you considering? What is your income? What is your credit rating? What can we do to improve your credit rating so that your monthly payment will be lower? And maybe you'll qualify. We can get you into a program with no money down. Closing cost assistance. 401-409-5030. That's my number. Call or text 401-409-5030. I will answer any questions that you have. We can set up a meeting, a Zoom meeting. You can pick a time that works for you, um, whether it's a Zoom meeting or Google Meets or whatever you want to do, Skype. Um, yeah, that's what we can do. No obligation. I'll answer your questions. I'll answer your questions. Okay. Folks, you are listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI 99.9 FM, 1380 on the AM dial and on WNRI.com. For those of you anywhere on the globe, you can listen. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you can listen to us there. Um. After the fact, go to Spotify and look up the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. And you can listen to us and all of our archived or my archived shows on Spotify. Okay? If you have questions, well, during the show, you can call 7690600. Or after the show, text me 401-409-5030. That way I can answer them for you. And again, there's no obligation. Low pressure. Low pressure. I have buyers who are actively looking and they want to buy something in the next 90 days. Great. I have other buyers that are like, you know, Joe, maybe not till the summer or the fall. Okay, fine. You're the boss. You are the boss, El Jefe. Because you're paying for it. After you buy the house... You're paying it, paying for it every month. If you're selling, it's your home. You're the boss, whatever you want to do, whether it's a single family, a condominium, or a multifamily. Speaking of condominiums, actually, so I, have, um, I had a, listing, a pre-listing appointment with someone the other day, and we set up a, uh, a, you know, a, a video conference call. So I was doing my you know, preparation work for that, and their, their property is in Cumberland. And right now, there are only three condominiums, well, as of yesterday, three condominiums for sale in the town of Cumberland. Three. And they were priced from the 300s to the 400s. Okay? My client, theirs is going to be priced in the high twos. Nice condo, townhouse, um, no garage, but two beds, bath and a half. About, let's see, about a little, almost 1,100 square feet. I could not believe, now I used to own a condo at Valley View Condominiums. Nice little development. It's, it's a great development because the board does a fantastic job taking care of the property. They have a budget, so everything is, the roofs are replaced on a set schedule. The, the um, roads and parking lot are all 
sealed and surfaced and striped and uh, you know painted and replaced on a specific schedule. Yard maintenance, all the landscaping is done. Really, really well-run condominium development. That's Valley View Condominiums in Cumberland, Rhode Island. I no longer own a house there. But those are selling for $330,000. Amazing. You know, I remember where, during the crash... People were picking those condos up for like sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars foreclosed ones that needed a ton of work. So condominiums are really tight. I think as of this morning, there were about two hundred and thirteen for sale in the entire state. Two hundred and thirteen condominiums. So that's from studio, you know, six hundred square foot ones to two thousand square foot loft or luxury condominiums, priced at hundreds of thousands of dollars. Only 213, or actually in some cases millions of dollars, downtown Providence and Newport. As far as single-family homes, again, just over 900 for sale in the entire state. Multi-family homes, buck and a half, okay, 150 plus for the whole state. So the market is vibrant when you are looking for a realtor and you're trying to determine if it's someone who is up to the task and you ask them, how is the market? You want to hear a response that is supported by data similar to what I just shared with you. Similar to what I just shared with you. Because if they just say, yeah, the market's great. It's an awesome time to sell. It's an awesome time to buy. Yeah, rates have come down a little bit. Okay, you need a little bit, a little bit more than that. A little bit more than that. All right. Um, excuse me. So, preparing a home for sale. A minute ago, we mentioned about... Um, the home that has uh, two cesspools in it in the backyard. And, you know, something that I, you know, that we point out is there are two cesspools back there. This backyard is not a back, big backyard at this house. You know, maybe you have about 40 feet from the back of the house to the property line. And it's probably about um, 80 feet wide. So there's not a ton of room to put a system in with a leach field. So what that means is you either have to have a, what, a closed system, which basically means you have to pump it out all the time, or one of those really expensive, um, uh, what they call cat litter box systems. It looks like, you know, you've, you've got like a rectangle with uh, gravel on the top, and that's all you see. Those are very expensive because they're very deep systems. This is information <clears throat> that's very important for the seller to be aware of. Now, I don't know what is going to be required. I don't know what's under the surface. Is there a lot of ledge there? Is it just some loom where they could dig it all up and put a system in no problem? But at least I can inform the seller of 
a range of options. It could be this, nice and easy, Mrs. Seller, or we could have something a little bit more challenging. Now, we're not going to know until we gather more information from professionals. Okay. Something else that, you know, um, this particular house, as I said, this one is, uh, has been inherited. It is, I think, phase two because they had a house in Florida that was also inherited. And they sold that house. And everything that was in that house was transferred to this house in Massachusetts. So now the house in Massachusetts has all of the personal items that were there before, plus all the, the items from another house. So it's very um, cluttered. Now, it's not cluttered like junk. A lot of it is really good quality stuff. I mean, they have a couple of pianos in the house. They have a lot, several works of art. Um, and then a lot of, you know, family mementos. You know, so what we usually do is I'll give as much guidance as the seller is willing to accept. And at some point, I will refer her to uh, a company that we work with that does estate sales where they will go in. They will completely inventory everything, assess everything, establish a value, and then sell it. And then they take a commission on the total receipts for the property. Now, when I refer a new client, prospective client, someone else's client to someone, this isn't just someone that gets all the stuff and puts it on Craigslist and they don't have any experience. This is someone who has a business and this is what the business does. And they have the appropriate licenses and insurances needed to evaluate high-end, potentially high-end property, uh, excuse me, items. Because again, if you have five bookshelves that are worth $500 each, that's good to know. Wouldn't be bad, you know, 2500 bucks. Pay a commission on that, hmm, okay, we get to keep half of it, whatever it is. That's money that goes into the seller's pocket. They can help with any other expenses that may arise. I mean, one thing you're going to have is transfer taxes, okay, tax stamps. You know, properties, you have to sell, I mean, you have to pay transfer taxes when you sell real estate. It's just the way it is. You know, a colleague of mine, um, not, not, not full-time in the business, and he has a client that's out of state selling a property, and the guy said, I don't want to pay the withholding tax. Because if you live outside of Rhode Island and you're selling a property in Rhode Island, they're going to withhold the tax amount from you at a rate of 6%. He's like, well, I don't want to pay that, so I'm going to you know, tell them I live in Rhode Island. Well, you can say that you live in Rhode Island, but when you go to the closing table and they ask for your license and it has an address in a different state, and it doesn't matter what you say unless you can pull up written, documented proof that you live here, you may be in for a surprise and a problem. This particular house is a three-unit house 
all three units are rented with leases in place. So I don't know where this guy would say that he lived. And hopefully my friend, my colleague, will call him, the seller, out on this because it could be a, you know, an unfortunate surprise if at the, t- the closing table you have a buyer who's informed that they cannot close on this property. And maybe they'll, maybe they'll be homeless. What's going to happen with their deposit? These are things, again, surprises in real estate are not good. So part of my job, a good realtor's job, is to anticipate potential issues, potential problems that could arise. Okay? You know, when I have a house that, uh, you know, it's all done over and it's someone who did all the work, him or herself, question I'm going to ask them is, did you pull permits on this? Because if you didn't, and we have a buyer and they finance it and the bank, the lender sends out an appraiser and the appraiser is on top of their game and goes to City Hall to see if that new bathroom had a permit pulled on it and there isn't one, that will derail the sale. And now you may have the municipality come out there and say, oh, you've got to rip this all out so we can inspect it. Think about how that could really put a damper on your day. Oh, this bathroom that you spent $10,000 on? Rip it all out. We want to see how the plumbing was done, how the electrical was done. Otherwise, they will condemn the house. That's the ultimate that they can do. So, you know, doing things the right way. A couple of months ago, I had uh, Mike DeBroyce on, and we were talking about permits. And right here in Woonsocket, fences. Folks, if you're going to be putting a fence up in the great city of Woonsocket, pull a permit. Make sure that if you're using a fencing contractor, tell them you want to see the permit. Because if you put a fence up and it does not comply with the local building codes... They're going to make you take it down. And folks, fencing is super duper expensive. 10000 bucks for fencing right now is nothing. Nothing. <clears throat> so, plus it's a lot of work. Even if you're putting the fence in yourself, that's a lot of work. So, just make sure you consult with the planning department, uh, you know, code enforcement, the building department, whatever it may be, so that you can do things the right way. Because when you try to cut corners, the municipality, they always have final say. And they will. I've seen properties become condemned because property owners didn't do things the right way. The reason for this is not because they like to condemn homes, because, of course, when homes are condemned, property values go down, and then long-term, taxes may not get paid, they get reassessed at a lower rate. So municipalities don't like to do that. Most of the time, it is a safety issue for the occupants of the property or the occupants of an adjacent property or an abutting property. 
So if you're going to be doing something for your home and you think you want to sell your home after you do this, consult with a realtor, pick their brain, and ask them, him or her, what they would recommend. The correct answer is go to town hall, city hall, find out. There are certain things you can do without a permit, maybe painting, um, things like that. Again, consult with your town or city hall. Because you do not want to have a surprise. You know, an example, and again, this is probably 10 years ago, and I've, I've referred to this disaster before, where it was a house in Somerset, I think. And this falls under the just because you can doesn't mean you should do something. Uh, the homeowner replaced their boiler. It was a gas-fired boiler. They rep- replaced it themselves, put it in themselves. Oh, it's simple. Just take this out, put this here, drop it in. Yeah, it's very simple. I watched a YouTube video on it. Well, as a reason, plumbers and pipe fitters are licensed. There's a reason that they have insurance. And that is why you pay them more money. Because that house, it was not done the right way. And the boiler blew up. Wiped out the house. It was no longer there. Thank God no one was in that home. So no lives were lost. Maybe there were some there was a pet or two. But these are the types of things, folks, that can be problematic. Smoke detectors. You need to have functioning smoke detectors. Do not let the batteries expire. You know, some folks have a routine. Every time they set the clocks forward or back, they replace the batteries on all their smoke detectors. That way they never die. I'm sharing all this information with you, even though most of you are not my clients, because it's important information. Maybe a landlord can think, will hear that and think, oh, that's a good system. Okay, maybe I'll do that. So my tenants don't always complain about the beeping from the smoke detectors with bad batteries. Oh, maybe I'll hire a a licensed plumber, a licensed electrician, or a handyman who's licensed and has insurance. You want to make sure if something happens, you have protection. Because if you do something and you do it yourself or you hire someone who's not licensed and insured and it goes south, your insurance company, before they start paying out money, they're going to do their homework. Oh, who did you have install that boiler? Oh, it's that person. Are they, are they licensed? Where did you buy that boiler? And folks, look, I, I know boilers can be expensive. I've bought used boilers before. I've had them installed. 
until I saw the light. Yeah, that was many, many years ago. Even if you buy a used boiler, pay a plumber to install it. You know, there's a saying in, in the business, in the real estate business, and excuse my uh, vernacular, the fattest pigs get slaughtered. Everybody, you're entitled to make a little bit of money, but you don't want to be greedy about it. So greedy that it comes at the expense of the safety and potential well-being of human lives or even animals' lives. You know, that's, if you are a landlord or if you are a homeowner, if you're a single-family homeowner, it's for your own safety and your family's safety. But think about how this could positively or adversely impact someone's life. Something simple like the boiler or the furnace is not exhausting properly. The draft is off and you have carbon monoxide coming in the house a little bit at a time. Maybe not enough to set off a smoke detector, I mean a carbon monoxide detector, but it's light, it goes up. Maybe you have kids, they're breathing that in. What are the long-term effects? Do you want to find out with your loved ones, with your tenants? And, you know, I'm just going to go down my little soapbox here for a minute. Slumlords are not good landlords. They, because they do not have respect for life. We need to respect all life, whether it's tenants, whether it's people we don't know. We need to have respect for them. Even if we don't necessarily like them, we have to respect them. You know, God tells us, love, love everyone, love your neighbor. doesn't mean you have to go out and hang out and have a beer with them. And I think if more landlords conducted their business that way, we would have fewer instances of, of um, slumlords. There was just a situation recently, um, and I think it was several properties in Providence that were owned by this quote-unquote slumlord in Massachusetts, and I forget where he or she was from. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, the tenants, they, they went out to the guy's, I'm pretty sure it was a, it was a male, his property in Massachusetts and uh, protested, picketed because they were fed up. Nothing was getting done. You know, nowadays, everything is so expensive. And if you're a tenant, you're paying rent. There are certain things you need to be provided with from your landlord. Safety, quiet enjoyment. The landlord does not have rights to come into your property without notice. Now, you as a tenant also need to respect the property and the landlord and not take advantage of him or her. This makes things go a whole lot easier. Because now let's just say, okay, you have um, a, a tenant. We'll take my example with the tenant. And the tenant was a good tenant, took care of the property, respected the landlord, paid their rent mostly on time. And now it comes time for them to, they want to buy a house. 
but oh, they just found a house. Their lease isn't up until June. Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, can you let me out of my lease so I can close on this house sooner so I don't have to pay rent and a mortgage? Well, if you had a good relationship with your landlord, they're much more likely to say, sure, no problem, Steve. But if you were always needling them, calling them up when the faucet's leaking, calling them up when the dog next door barks, calling them up when the driveway's not plowed as soon as it needs to be plowed, you're probably not going to get the response that you would like from the landlord. By the same token, if you have a landlord, that, landlord that's completely unresponsive, that's you know a different situation too, and you may not even want to ask for them to release you early. Something to bear in mind, folks: even if you are, <clears throat> excuse me, a tenant at will, month to month, where you have to still provide thirty days' notice, if you once had a lease, you are still bound by the covenants of that lease as far as how you pay your rent and the condition you have to leave the property in. You can leave any time. The lease, the term of the lease expired, but the covenants of that lease are still in force. Covenants of that lease are still in force. And sometimes what some landlords do is they won't sign a lease. They'll just have new tenants come in and they're only month to month because they don't want to have a long-term obligation if they don't, <coughs> excuse me, if they don't know the tenant. But they will still have a document that the tenant will sign which has covenants for maintenance and care of the property that's required. Things you can do and things you cannot do so that you don't disturb the other tenants. Okay? These are the types of things that I would do for my clients and that any good realtor would do for their clients. They can converse with you and provide valuable information in response to any questions that you have. Okay, that's what I do for my prospective clients, okay, just when I meet someone for the first time. And I continue to do it after I am their um, designated client representative as buyer or seller. Folks, I want to do a quick shout out again, thanking our sponsors, Beacon, Title and Escrow, Anthony Betancourt and Rich Nicholson, go to closing attorneys for Joe Luca Real Estate. Uh, the best they, they're the best there is available. They're cost effective. They're not super, they're not expensive at all. They're usually less costly than a lot of the other companies, um, and they're they just do a bang up job. Uh, John Dolbeck. Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, as well as his partners, uh, Heath Lafort and uh, Dinora Reyes. I said Hernandez before. She got married. Dinora Reyes. 401-321-4401 is the number there. GMAT's moving in storage. Cannot say enough good things about them. 401-383-6399. That's their number. Whether you're moving across town, you need furniture taken out of your house so you could do some work in the house. Um, moving one of your kids out, moving from Woonsocket to Westerly or Rhode Island to Florida, they are the ones to call, 401-383-6399. That's GMET's moving in storage. They're licensed, they're insured. All of their workers are employees. That's huge. 
because you don't want to find out that someone gets hurt on your property. Oh, and they're not an employee of the moving company you're working with. Oh, wait, your moving company is not even licensed. Oh, wait, that moving company hasn't been paying their workers. These are all real things that have happened in the past few months with other moving companies, not with GMET's moving and storage. Okay. Also, Vern Rainville Public Insurance Adjuster, 401, excuse me, 484 300 8495. 484-300-8495. Vern Rainville Public Insurance Adjuster. You can have claims up to two years old. Call Vern 484-300-8495 and he'll be able to tell you if that could be reopened so you can maximize the value you receive from your homeowner's insurance policy. Listen, folks, you're paying insurance every month. Property and casualty insurance, hazard insurance, whatever it is. Vern can help you if you have a claim. Make sure the insurance company does not take advantage of you because he works for the property owner, not the insurance company. Vern Rainville Public Insurance Adjuster. 484-300-8495. Please mention the Joe Luca Real Estate Show when you give them a call. Do that with John Dolbeck. Do that with GMET's Moving and Storage uh, as well. And, um, you know, you, you, Beacon Title and Escrow. You're not going to call them because I refer my clients to them, but uh, they do a great job. And we are going to be having a new sponsor. It's actually a premium pet food company. They're going to be coming online within a week or two. I just need to get the copy down. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Thank you for our sponsors. Check us out on Spotify after the fact. Other than that, Yield Time Preaching Ministry is coming up with my buddy Rick Mernier. And stay tuned for an awesome, awesome show. Bye, guys.